This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 95 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, our roundtable discussion is about how to lift one's mood. The breed of the show is the Brahma Chicken. In critter nutrition, we focus on gastric ulcer syndrome in horses. And in Coffee Clatch, we ask, what horse products do you use on your dog? Listen in. So I just got back from, it seemed like an 18-year-long <laughs> championships. Um, and I Actually, had, they were only two days. Oh, my gosh. Well, we left on Wednesday, came back on Sunday. It was one of those where I, I only was bringing two clients. I did bring a young horse, and which is great for anybody that trains horses out there. You know how hard it is when you're going with, you know, in years past, I've always had tons and tons of clients. And this was so nice because it's these two women that I kind of solely train. And we have a couple other people that are involved in our group. But it's just so nice because it's just, you know, whatever. And it was really, I have not been to Houston in, you you know, a year and a half and clients constantly would come from other parts of Texas and say, I don't know how you do it. It's so humid. And I'd be like, yeah, I know it's humid, but I mean, I kind of think you're being a baby. I get it now. I, told <laughs> I, I get it. I have to tell you, I, I don't complain about the heat. I'm a weenie about the cold tigger. You know, this intimately, I'm a big sissy baby, but you know, and I, and believe me, it gets too hot for me and I don't love humidity, but whoo. So one of my fears going into it is the young lady that works for us is in college and she could not get out of her one class. So she couldn't come down until later on Wednesday. So I reached out to Alexis, and I can't say her last name, that we interviewed a couple shows ago from Horsewise, where you can put out on her Facebook page, um, Horsewise. Um, or on her website. Or on her website, which the Facebook page actually directs you to the website, that I needed somebody to help unload when we got to the show and, and it turned out, um, it was, it was awesome. I recommend this for anybody because, and it's, and remember, she's not just located just in Texas. She's starting to branch out, um, Florida, Virginia, Mm -hmm. California, up the East coast. Yeah. And so anyway, I put my little ISO out on her thing. She actually contacted me personally and had somebody that showed up was very prompt on time and it worked out great. So, I thought that that was a good shout out to Alexa and just, and, and personally using it. I mean, how many times except like some of the products that we've, you know, when we've interviewed people before, could we kind of turn right around and use the services? Right. So I was kind of, I was kind of excited about that. I was kind of excited that, that we were able to do that. So that was kind of fun. I think so. it's neat that she could get you somebody so quickly. Yeah, because it wasn't because our girl had actually um, gone on a two-week vacation. She's from um, England, and she was gone, and we didn't realize until a couple days before we had to leave, maybe four days out, that we needed to leave Wednesday instead of Thursday. Long story short, that's why we were like kind of panicking, and did I mention it was humid? (laughs) (laughs) And the last thing that we wanted to do was be toting all that stuff, you know, in the humidity. So, 
yeah, so it was it really worked out great, and it was quick and efficient and um, delightful. So it was a really good thing. So I I recommend it to anybody. So yeah, horse go to Horsewise if you need grooming help, stable help, mm-hmm. tra- help with a getting a trainer, um, anything, yeah, anything related yeah. to horses and farms. Yeah. So so it was good. So I was pleased with that. Saved your butt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still sweat like nobody's been for the rest of the week, but I will tell I, I, oh boy, could I have used her packing up? <laughs> that was, uh, but we won't even get into that. It was a long week, girls. It was a long, humid week, but it was a successful week. So it started off well because we had the good help. Yeah. You know what? When you can arrive at a show and you're not totally exhausted, mm. that makes a huge difference. Oh, it makes it everything. And, you know, and, and, and again, like I said, in years past for me, part of the reason I came back into t- Texas was there was just a situation where I didn't have to teach as many people and go to shows. Because my biggest thing is I don't mind teaching everybody on a daily basis. It's just when you go to horse shows, I never had time to either really take care of my own horses or just have a few clients. So this was quite nice, but you still have to unload stuff. <laughs> so that became really apparent. Yeah. Um, so how how many horses did you take? We only took... Four. So um, four horses and all the accoutrements mm-hmm. that go with four horses. Yes. And uh, just a bit of a shout out to the the gal that I came back that I train out of her private farm here. She, 104 days prior to, I guess, last Thursday, no, last Saturday, Friday, this past Friday, she had only shown in five different shows and she received her bronze medal. And wow. literally, wow. In one, yeah. And I, and I, and actually, didn't even know I was going to go this way, Tigger. But one of her horses, Tigger, has helped me out with. His name is Emil, and he was definitely more of a metabolic type of guy. And since me getting here four months ago, when I got here, she didn't even canter this horse because he was hot, 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 hot. And he was on the wrong food, and he wasn't not, not in the right program. And the food was so quintessential in bridging her over. She rode that horse down center line at third level and got a 64 and won the damn class. Wow. And I'm telling you, six, six, eight weeks ago, she wasn't cantering him on, on a daily basis because he would shy and buck and, you know, do all sorts of things. And because of good pro- program and Biostar products and um, all of that, he was able to go down center line. So she literally in 104 days earned, um, and the first show she, the first show that she, and she had another horse that she was riding to kind of help her out. A very dear friend of mine, uh, Rose Getch, uh, loaned out her, uh, yes, spotted little Appaloosa who she's ridden through fourth level. And he was just a great horse for her to get confidence on. And she, she, her first show, she did first level. And then the second show, which was like three weeks later, I was like, well, why don't we just go ahead and do second? And she's like, okay. And then the third show, I'm like, I know this is a bit of a stretch, but how about we do third level? She's like, okay. And so, and then, and then at the fourth show, I said, how about you show third level on your horse that you don't ride? You know, you haven't been able to ride a lot. And she was like, okay. And so there you go. It's kind of, it's kind of a silly story, but it really, it really was a That's great story. Great. So. so for, yeah. for, for those of us, not dressage aficionados, explain mm-hmm. getting your bronze medal. Cause that might be well, a little confusing for some people. It's really quite an accomplishment. It has, it's sometimes, some people, the medal system in through USDF starts at bronze, bronze, silver, and gold. And there's different requirements for the bronze. You have to have two scores at first level, two scores at second level, and two scores at third level. And that is a, an enormous jump. Now, for that any has average. to be a specific score, though. It's not just get a score. Yes. It has to be a score within mm-hmm. a certain, you have to get right. like a B+. You have plus. To get, 
you have to get it. You actually have to get a B plus. And so it would be a 60%. And the, the hard thing about this particular situation was it is, it's, it can be the same horse and rider combination. That's not a problem, but it cannot be from the same judge. So the last show we went to prior to regionals, we were super excited because she was going to go out and get her bronze medal. And we were hoping she would. And she goes down center line with Natalie Lamping as a judge. Thank you, Natalie, on her little spotted horse. And she gets a 60. Well, the next day, which was a new show, because they that's, they do that a lot in Texas, it, they separate the shows so that you can earn your scores. Mm-hmm. She went down center line on her other horse, Emil, and indeed still got a sixty percent, but it didn't count. Oh, because it was the same judge. Yeah, so oh. for, that was a, that was a little that was a bit of a bummer. So going into regionals and is is a little tougher because the judges' eyes are seeing the best of what the region has to offer, and Region Nine's one of the largest regions in you know in this in the country. So it was a little bit of an undertaking, but yeah. So it's just a it's a metal system that a lot of amateurs like to go for, and you just have to get these these requirements. So it's 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 really it's quite an accolade. And if I may step one step further, my other client also ended up being reserve champion at fourth level and champion at the ch- uh, freestyle and we'll be going to nationals. Wow. All because you got well, unpacked without any stress. Yeah. All of that yeah, happened because you got unpacked. Thank you, horse-wise. <laughs> yes, see, and I was able to be on my game because I did not have to unpack. Well, we still had to unpack, but at least we didn't have to do it all. Yeah, so was it was a good... It, so, Tigger, that's why I was sleeping. <laughs> that's why I was just... Gotcha. Yeah, we were, gotcha. we, were, we were wrecked a little bit, yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, so... Yeah, so kudos to Biostar and Horsewise to help that be a successful weekend for everybody. Yay! 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 And today's roundtable discussion, because things got jostled around in the schedule a little bit and we had to move our guests to a different week, we're having a roundtable discussion today. And our roundtable discussion is going to be Tigger. Yes, Tigger. Laughter is the best medicine. (laughs) It is. And, and I, and and our animals are affected by our moods. So oh, absolutely, you know, I wanted us to talk about what what each of us share with our listeners, what each of us does to lift our mood. Great. Who goes first? I think Patty should go first because Patty well, is just all bubbly today. Yes, I am, I am very very bubbly. Well, because um, she got to nap for four hours. That's right. I, yes, <laughs> I did. Well, I'll tell you, most, I mean, I, I, Tigger, as you know, um, Tigger and I have known each other a long time. I love to laugh. I actually love to make Tigger laugh because listening to her laugh at the dumb things I say make me laugh even harder. But, you know, I just, I, I've always been a pretty joyful person. And I will tell you, one of the things that I love about my current life and job is when I go to the horse shows with these women, we laugh so hard. I'm pretty convinced we're the funniest people in the world. And it's just, and it's over dumb things, you know, like we were watching videos of the horses showing and whatever, and they were just making fun of themselves and what they could do better. And it was just, I mean, they were laughing so hard. It was a belly laugh. It just was just pure joy. And, you know, that just gives you so much energy and, you know, and, and, and talking about your animals, you know, and I, I brought my, my younger Australian shepherd catch, which um, Tigger and I own together to the horse show. And he was, he was just so freaking adorable. So like for me, a lot of the things that make me laugh are definitely centered around what my animals are doing, you know, and, and how they can make other people laugh. So, I mean, I'm generally, and I like to laugh at myself because it's a real easy target. (laughs) Real, real easy. <laughs> or if you get one of my texts and go, is that a word? <laughs> yeah. so, that's a, That's another show, though. 
so I I have some various shows and music that I will I will employ to get me out of being either too serious or bummed out or what Kimasabi would call gloomy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's you know, I'll watch a rerun of Seinfeld or Frasier or Saturday Night Live or any Pixar, anything animated. I'll watch Monty Python, Faulty Towers, Young Frankenstein. I'll, I'll go to old movies like Bringing Up Baby with Katherine Hepburn and Cary mm. Grant. Despicable Me. Oh, uh, that's a good one. The, the oh, Princess yeah. Bride. And sometimes I'll go to YouTube, and I, I have seen uh, multiple times all these various appearances of Robin Williams oh, uh, yeah. on The Tonight Show, or uh, interviews in another country, <laughs> or you know clips from HBO specials, and I... I just listened to him for, you know, a, a minute or two and I'm giggling or guffawing or, you know, you can't believe he can come up with all this stuff. Music wise, I tend to go towards really stupid stuff like the Broadway show Spam a Lot, uh, <laughs> Alan Sherman's Hello Mudda Huddle Fada, and I'll start singing it and it makes Hello, me mother. feel better. Hello Fada. Here I am at Camp Granada. Yeah. <laughs> Also, his Hungarian goulash song. And I, I love Tom Lehrer. So I'll sing Pollution, Who's Next, Werner von Braun. So I, I, I guess I need to get a little active into my getting into a laugh, lighter um, energy field and, and laughter. But I find that once I get out of the stuckness, then um, then that energy, the light energy just kind of stays with me. But I know it's a challenge for all of us in our, you know, current culture to, you know, stay up and stay positive and, and laugh a lot and giggle and be silly. And, and, and it's important to our health because here's something that I didn't realize. Laughter increases circulation. Hmm which is really interesting. And it actually aids muscle relaxation, which when you think about it, when you're kind of tense or worried or, you know, things do tighten up, it improves the immune system, it relieves pain, and it increases endorphins in the brain. That's pretty cool. And that makes sense. Sure it does. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do, Jennifer? Well, like you, I I have films that I like to go to. Yes. And you hit on, on a lot of the same ones that I like to watch. Wally oh, is one of my absolute favorites. What is Wally? Wally. Wally. Yeah, Wally. Oh. oh my God, I love that one. I love Wally. And Up is, is a favorite too, but uh, others as well. So oh, a lot of times uh, I'll watch oh, a movie yeah. that makes me feel happy, that has kind of a happy vibe and a happy ending to it. And The Wizard of Oz is one of them too. I, I, oh, that's interesting. That does not make me happy. <laughs> See, I love The Wizard of Oz. I just, I, and I think it's because it was one of the movies, I took a film class way back a million years ago when I was in high school, and that was one of the movies that we studied, and I think it takes me back to that class because that was a really cool 
point in my life when I discovered that, oh, wow, there's stuff in school that you can do that's fun. That's not math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? Um, or I will, again, like you listen to music, I'm, I am prone to Rodgers and Hammerstein. Ah, yes. Just to date myself a little bit. <laughs> I've already dated myself, so you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, there's, there's pony time. Quality pony time is always uplifting. Even because I like, like you, Tigger. I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a metal. I'm not a particularly jolly person, and it's not because I'm not happy. It's just I tend to keep my joy on the inside versus the outside. No, so, I'm a little bit more extroverted. Than you're a little you. more extroverted. So I keep it yeah. to myself for the most part. So, off times when I feel like I need to lift my mood, it's not. It's I don't have a need to laugh. It's more for me a, a need to chill and to zone out and get, you know, kind of get within myself a little bit more. So I'll play the, I, I'll play my piano. I don't have a real piano. It's a fake piano, but I'll play my piano or I'll paint or color things that are very personal and internal tend to make me feel better is where I tend to go. Gotcha. And kitties, kitties are good. Oh, kitties. Kitties, kitties are good. Kitties that And I, one thing I forgot to mention because it, I have seen this, Oh, I don't know, 50 times, but I really love to watch Mulan mm. because I love the horse and I love the dragon. And just hearing Eddie Murphy's voice coming out of that dragon it and that funny little cricket, I, I don't know. It just sends me right into my very happy place. And every, everybody should have, find those things. If you don't have a movie, a type of music or a particular album or song or if, there's, if there's not something in your life that is your go-to that you know when you reach for that, it helps you feel good inside. If you don't have that yet, make it a goal to find it so that you have that go-to. Because I think that's really important. Even if you don't get to do it, for example, you like to watch reruns of Seinfeld or a rerun of Seinfeld. Even if yep. you can't get to it, there's a there's a you're at a place in your life that that's not going to happen for the next 24 hours or 48 hours. You desperately feel like it. Knowing you have it makes a difference. That's a very good point. Very much so. Yeah. So there you have we, it. We, we need to stay light, you know, not only for ourselves, but definitely for our animals. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. I love to watch her stand up. Really? Yes. Yeah, she makes me howl. Now, that's the way I feel about Wanda Sykes. See, everybody's got a comedian. Oh, uh, Wanda Sykes is... She's stupid funny. <laughs> and she, in, in that movie Mother-in-Law with, with uh, Jane Fonda... Monster-in-Law. I mean, Monster. Monster, that's it. She was on it. There we go. That, that is on it. That, she was on it. Now, I've got a great idea. It's time to call Hedwig. And I think we should find out from oh, Hedwig. Oh, we need to find out from her. From yep. her. What, her, what makes her happy. I think we should do that. Hello. Hedy. Hi, Hedy. Hedy Purchaser. Yes. We're all here. Hello. Hello, it's all happy because we're all here. And our question for the day, Hedwig, we're going to get right to it. Yeah. Because our roundtable discussion earlier was all about what you do to lift your mood. For Hedwig, what does what is Hedwig's go-to lift my mood? 
Well, I have several ways, you know, to address it down in the doldrums, which can happen because I'm often left at horse shows for hours, starving and hot or cold or wet. And sometimes I'm left at the barn when I'm bored, and sometimes I'm left in the car. So my depression is real. Plus my <laughs> existential doubts about the ways in which I'm cared for are considerable. And my taste in the universe, you know, I'm just a little dog. But um, I have some, some tried and true methods. Um, number one, listing my servant's faults. Never stops making me feel better about me. Let me tell you, if you think as a Pomeranian, things are not going that well for you, just describe the idiot you employ to care for you. Because right there, right there, you're going to feel better about you. Works for me every time. Every time. Foolproof. That's good um, to know. Are there others? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bacon. Oh, bacon is cheese. Of course, bacon. And eggs and cheese and bacon. These things always make me feel better about me. Of course. Um, looking at my brother, who is a goblin, <coughs> definitely an upper. <laughs> I could have been a goblin. Thank goodness I'm a Pomeranian. Um, and my sister always makes me feel better because she's so wise and loving and she cares for me even if I'm a little bit loud sometimes. So that always helps too because her wisdom allows me to see the world is not as bad as I sometimes fear. Aww. Well, what do you do to make yourself like happy, like joyous? I run on my paws. Mm. I run, I run and run and run, and then I roll over. I roll and roll and roll with my little feet in the air. Then I run some more, and then I get a snack, and then I run some more, and then I sleep. It's amazing how that works. (laughs) I have a nice dog bed in every room, so that helps. Ah, well, you have a good servant. And three in my tack room. Yeah, well, I, I've decided I'm not going to feel sorry for you anymore, Eddie. Sounds like you're, you're living quite the good life. Well, it's not so bad. And again, things look bleak. List the servant's fault. <laughs> oh. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> you don't even have to list her faults. You just have to describe her. <laughs> okay, Eddie, that was another uplifting <laughs> conversation yeah. with you. Yes, it was. We I feel I feel happier having having listened to you, Hedwig. Absolutely. Sometimes I mean, you can eat a marshmallow. That's always good. I'm with you on that. Or a tootsie roll. No, those are not as good. But a marshmallow is delightful. <laughs> now, when it comes to marshmallows, Hedwig, well, just one last question, and then we will let you go. <coughs> Full sized marshmallow or mini marshmallow? I like the big ones. Of course you of do. Of course you do. Because everything in your because, life is big. Well, it takes me a little while to eat them. Yeah. And the little ones, I can eat like 10, 15 at once. 
Oh, I'm upside down right now, feeling better about me. There we go. Well, Hedwig, I have one Thanks, request. Hedy. Thank you very much. And we would love to see a video of you on your Facebook page, Ask Hedwig, Hedwig of you eating some marshmallows. Because it yes, will make all of us humans video. feel better. Yes, we would like some video. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think we can probably do that. I might have eaten the last one yesterday, but, you know, there's a store. Yeah, so send your human out no for problem. some more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'll go get the whip. Hang on. Right. Thanks okay. a lot, Hedwig. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 And now it's time for the breed of the show. So, girls, we're doing a giant bird. That's Yay! what we're doing. <laughs> I... My my daughter recently has gotten into chickens, and she was telling they had um, purchased a, a Brahma. Brahma? Is that right, Tigger? Am I saying that uh-huh. right, Brahma? And it is, it, they're kind of fascinating because they are, they're really quite large. Now, there is one larger, and we'll do that next time, but it is a, a, a giant chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest part of this whole thing is that some of these, now, this is not average, but there has, they have recorded some of these up to 25 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they can be as large as a small toddler. <laughs> Now, that's highly unusual, but that's what got my interest. I mean, come on. And if you look up some of these pictures and you see these, like, you're like, oh, that doesn't look that big. And then you swipe through and you're like, oh, that's next to another rooster. Oh, wow. That's next to a child. You know, it's so that they can be quite large. But on average, they're anywhere from like eight to 16 pounds. I mean, an eight pound bird is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, And 16 pounds. Well, that goes without saying. But so I think the, the, the. The biggest attraction to these chickens are that they have really super personalities and they're easy to have around and they're sweet. They're great with kids <laughs> and they're, they're really big. <laughs> so so the, the hens are, are, are good layers. They are also very friendly. They, I think that one point they were actually initially bred for, for meat, but as far as like being good chickens to have as pets, they, they're, I think the number one thing about them is they just are super, and they're, I don't know how trainable a chicken is, but I think they sound like they're relatively uh, trainable. The interesting thing about this particular Brahma is that there's like all this controversy about where they're originally from, and some say they're from Asia and whatever, but it sounds like they actually were originally kind of started here in America and then they infiltrated other breeds into it and kind of came up with with, what they are today. But, um, so when I asked my daughter, I was like, why, why would you go with such a large rooster? And you know, what, what would be the point of it? So I found this kind of interesting and Tigger, you have chickens, but you know, they, uh, one of the, the, because they're so large, they actually kind of protect their brood. They're kind of out there warding off, Australian shepherds. <laughs> Australian shepherds. and Yeah, but I mean, because so, some of the natural predators, obviously, are, some are snakes, I would think, and foxes, for sure. But I guess when you have this larger type of rooster about, they can probably ward off. I mean, at 25 pounds, I mean, come on, they probably could ward off a, um, a you know, a fox to some extent, I would hope. Chickens aren't afraid of copperheads. Really? No. They flap and they they're really quick at avoiding getting struck. Mm-hmm. And snakes really aren't predators except for their eggs. For their eggs, right? So that's kind of interesting because I was going to say, would a copperhead actually go after a chicken? Well, I've seen a chicken take on a copperhead and a black snake. 
Interesting. That's like, interesting. I mean, they're it's, not it's, intimidated by it's them. It's like WWF tag team. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Rooster WWF. Oh, that would be funny. You could make you could make little shorts. <laughs> you could get you could name one the Rock. You know? There you go. See. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That could lead into a whole other thing. That's really good. Um, <laughs> it's going to be the, the next anime craze is going to be WWE That's right. Chickens yeah. versus lizards. And it, and it will start right here on, on Healthy Critters. <laughs> um, as long as no bird is hurt, we will. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> but last but not least, the good thing about this particular type of chicken is they're very, very good in the cold, really cold tolerant. Not so much in the heat, but really good for the, for the cold weather. So, you know, it sounds like if you are looking, if you need uh, to add a rooster, you know, to your pack of, or your brood, what do you call them? Heckle? What do you call them? What do you, when you have a I bunch of chickens? flock. Yeah. Flock? Yeah. yeah, the flock. Heckle. Uh, this would be, I don't know. I, I got, I got, I don't know. I got chicken fried. <laughs> I keep thinking of the rock. It's a cross between a hen and a flock is a heckle. <laughs> so... Anyway, I'm going to say rec- I recommend it. And actually, if any of our listeners, why would actually- you recommend the hens? Well, you would, no, you would recommend both, but you 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 need a nice big giant rooster out there to protect his heckle, <laughs> like I just said, Tiggs. <laughs> Get your heckle up. If, if you want a chicken, oh, he's raising his heckle. Yeah, his heckle. If, if you want yeah. a chicken that is the real life foghorn leghorn, mm-hmm. get a Brahma rooster because I watched some videos online. And I swear that the real live chicken walks exactly like that comic strip character did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. get one. They're yeah. awesome. They'll, yeah. they're, I, it will lift your mood. We have a theme today. It will lift <laughs> your mood. Exactly. And yes. And actually, if any of the listeners have one, please send us pictures because I but think that sure they're on a postcard. <laughs> on a postcard. Send it on That's a postcard. right. That's right. We got to go back to that. And if you don't have a postcard, you could put it on. Where could they put it, Tigger? Where could they put pictures? Healthy on our Critters Radio.com or on our Facebook page. Absolutely. Healthy Critters Radio. We need, da, da, da. We, you need to create something on your Facebook page that instead of a, they call it a postcard. <laughs> oh, that would be, that would be so. So when you, when you place it on the Facebook page, do it this way. When you put it on your Facebook page, put the hashtag postcard. There I think go. that's great. All right. I that love it. Do. All right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Leaving the machine behind. Hashtag postcard. <laughs> Hashtag healthy critters radio. Oh, I'm having so much fun. So now we're at Critter Nutrition. And today's topic is equine gastric ulcer syndrome and your horse. I remember the first time I heard the words, I think we need to treat your horse for ulcers. It was 1997, and I was in Europe training with my horse, Lionheart. The Belgian vet based his determination on what I had described. Tight back, girthy, not eating well, laying his ears flat back when I tried to brush him, balking under saddle. Lionheart refused to stand for the vet's examination. He turned a grumpy eye towards him and kicked out as the vet went over the acupuncture points. We know a lot more about gastric ulcer syndrome than we did 20 years ago. 
the prevalence of this condition is estimated to be 65 to 70 percent of, of performance horses and 90 percent of racehorses. We know stress is at the root of the prevalence of gastric ulcers. Research has shown that horses kept in confinement with limited access to grazing, large quantities of grain intake, shipping, competing, fasting longer than four hours in a 24-hour period, use of NSAIDs, environmental stressors, and changes in routine can lead to the formation of gastric ulcers. Familiarizing yourself about common symptoms and treatment practices is as important is an important first step to protecting your horse against ulcers. There are several management techniques and nutritional practices that will help support your horse as a preventative or post-ulcer treatment. Biostar is formulating a new supplement, Optimum GI, as part of our multivitamin mineral Optimum line with specialized GI support. Not all gastric ulcers are the same. The horse's stomach is divided into two parts. The upper third of the stomach, known as the non-glandular portion or squamous mucosa, and the glandular lower portion of the stomach. Ulcers in these two areas are known as equine squamous gastric disease and equine glandular gastric disease. The non-glandular portion of the stomach, the squamous region, is unprotected from gastric acid. Some researchers liken ulcers in the squamous portion in horses to GERD reflux in humans. Stomach acids are produced continually in horses, not just when they eat. Squamous ulcers can appear simply by stomach acids splashing the stomach lining. Research has demonstrated that excessive exposure of the squamous region to the gastric acid being pushed up by the increased intra-abdominal pressure associated with trotting and cantering can contribute to the formation of squamous ulcers. When horses eat or graze, their saliva produces bicarbonate that helps neutralize the acid, thus protecting the squamous region. It is estimated that horses produce three gallons of saliva per day. Racehorses have an increased prevalence, lesion severity, and number of lesion sites within the squamous region, which is associated with the intensity of long-duration training. Likewise, research has shown that the severity of squamous ulcers in endurance horses can be particularly severe related to the distance of the ride. The glandular portion of the stomach is protected from stomach acid by mucus. However, the glandular portion is affected by stress, dehydration, and diet. High-carbohydrate diets can create short-chain fatty acids in the stomach that can erode the stomach lighting. Horses fed grain-based feed produced half as much saliva as horses fed hay and fresh grass. Equine ulcer treatments. Horses with equine squamous ulcer disease respond well to omeprazole, and the success of omeprazole in healing the squamous region ulcers is well documented. However, omeprazole does not seem to have the same results when used as a monotherapy for equine glandular gastric disease. The European College of Equine Internal Medicine Consensus Statement, published in the Journal of Veterinary Internal Medicine in 2015, recommends the combination of sucralfate, a mucosal protectant, with omeprazole. Several veterinarian researchers point out that sucralfate should be given separately about one and a half hours after the omeprazole because it can negatively affect the absorption of omeprazole. One of the concerns of using omeprazole as a singular therapy for equine glandular gastric disease is that it is shown to not be effective by itself, and there are concerns of its use as a prophylactic. 
in a, a study published in 2015, the eff- efficacy of omeprazole as a prophylactic showed 23% of the horses experiencing a worsening of their equine glandular gastric disease grade ulcers in a series. Omeprazole is a proton pump inhibitor whose actions are to reduce stomach acid production. Long-term use of omeprazole can reduce the horse's ability to digest food. Acid is important for the pre-digestion of protein and fats, activating enzymes, and provides an inhospitable environment for some pathogenic microorganisms. Equine gastric disease commonly reoccurs once drug administration ceases. According to some veterinarians, recurrence can happen within days after the treatment period is over. So here are some management strategies. Grain and concentrate feed should be fed an hour after feeding hay to take advantage of the buffering action of forage. Alfalfa hay has a protective effect by buffering stomach acids. Horses need to be fed more than twice a day. Feeding four or more times a day can lessen the recurrence of ulcers. Horses that get six to ten hours a day of turnout can lower their risk of ulcer reoccurrence. Horses that have access to forage or hay 20 hours a day can reduce the occurrence of gastric ulcers. Supplemental dietary fats, oils, can be helpful in preventing glandular ulcers. Dietary fats appear to be less helpful in preventing squamous gastric ulcers. Digestible carbohydrates and high concentrate feeds can cause acid damage to the squamous mucosa because of the production of volatile fatty acids. High-protein and high-calcium diets have shown to reduce incidence of both squamous and glandular ulcers. Stall confinement. Horses living together in pastures have a decreased prevalence of gastric ulcers. Researchers have suggested that part of the decreased risk of ulcers in horses living in a group is because they are continually moving and eating, plus their physicality with other horses leads to bonding and support. While stall walls provide safety, they also enhance isolation. When we prevent horses from touching each other, relying solely on human touch and grooming, we are separating them from the herd. We deprive them of the very basic need among herd animals of each other's company. Nutritional support. Research shows that higher protein and calcium are beneficial for horses that are ulcer sensitive and or ulcer prone. Increasing dietary oils such as flax oil, coconut oil, camelina oil, or hemp seed oil may help prevent glandular ulcers. We know the amino acid glutamine plays an important role in healing gastric and intestinal mucosa. We know that aloe can be beneficial in providing a coating action in the GI tract. However, all aloe is not equal, and it is virtually impossible to tell from a label. Biostar only buys medical-grade aloe that is used in hospitals. According to an article published on thehorse.com, pectin and lecithin administered for 30 days resulted in lower ulcer scores compared to unsupplemented counterparts. Coming soon, Biostar's Optimum GI. We added cabbage. It's one of the richest food sources of the amino acid that increased the progression of pro-inflammatory genes that can reduce intestinal damage. Apple pectin forms a gel when exposed to acidic environments such as the stomach. It can bind bile acids, helping to protect the lining of the gastrointestinal tract. And it also helps stabilize the mucus in the glandular region of the stomach. 
Apple pectin is available in different grades, including feed. And Biostar uses is 90% pectin. The remaining 10% is fiber from the rind and pulp. Pharmaceutical grade pectin is used primarily in the medical field. Feed grade pectin is only required to contain 30% pectin. Sunflower lecithin provides phospholipids that play an important role in the extracellular and membrane barriers of the GI mucosa. It can enhance the barrier properties of the mucosa, helping to reduce irritation and inflammation from the stomach acids, as well as protecting from the pharmacological damaging agents such as NSAIDs. Lion's mane extract is a medicinal mushroom used in traditional Chinese medicine. Lion's mane has a long history of use for gastric ulcers. Among its important active components are polysaccharides. A study by Haggard Equine Medical Institute showed that polysaccharides improved or resolved ulcerated areas, increased appetite, weight gain, and positive behavior changes in a study published in 2018. Studies have also demonstrated that particular polysaccharides called beta-glucans can reduce gastric damage caused by NSAIDs. Optimum GI provides proteinated macro and micro minerals for high bioavailability, vitamin D from mushrooms, beta carotene from organic carrots, amino acids from undenatured whey protein, and pumpkin meal for muscles and top line. Optimum GI also supplies reed sedge peat for the fulvic and humic acids that assist in mineral absorption and support beneficial colonies of microorganisms in the gut. Optimum GI provides a range of support for the sensitive mucosa without interfering with normal digestive activity. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. So today in Coffee Clatch, we're asking what horse products do you use on your dog? And I'll start with (laughs) the fact that right now I am in the world's worst burr season. Uh Uh-oh. And with Australian shepherds that have these double coats, it's, it's really a pain to get the burrs out. So I was in the bar and I went, I wonder, wonder if cowboy magic will work. Ooh! And then I so I grabbed that, and then I grabbed an old bottle of Shoshin. God knows how old this is. And let me tell you, works like a charm. Oh, that's awesome! Even on dry coats. Really? Really? Yes. That's awesome. It's the coolest find ever. So now, when the dogs see me lift up the old bottle of Shoshin. 
they are like, oh my god, here it comes! <laughs> yeah, it's so much. They don't whine. They it doesn't hurt when you take yeah. them out. Not pr- pulling their little hairs out. Exactly. Oh, that's a, that's a good one because I I've used I I've used cowboy magic or something like that you know before to get stuff like that out but that like not not the birds you're talking about are those are hard or those are hard yeah wicked hard so what do, you, do Jen do you use anything what do you use um, I got to thinking about it we have a short haired dog our dog is a greyhound so grooming tools although we have never bought a dog brush our dog has always been groomed with horsey grooming tools and Glenn's current favorite is one of those hands-on grooming gloves. It's an actual oh, glove. I love, oh, I love yes. those. Yeah. You can get all the little nooks and crannies on, on a Greyhound because they're very bumpy. So we use that. Something I discovered for our Greyhound. Greyhounds have long, luxurious toenails. And mm-hmm. unless they get a lot of exercise, they need trimmed pretty regular. And believe it or not, hoof nippers work very well to trim my Greyhounds. Get out of here. <laughs> It's a little bit overkill, but they work great. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I, yeah, cause some of those, that's a really, I don't know if I would have thought of that. That's a good one. I have the little nip clippers they make for dogs. Yeah. But I think they were made for small dogs because they barely even fit around her ginormous uh-huh. claws. Because they've got massive claws on this dog. And mm-hmm. one day I said, well, this isn't working out so good. So I got my stipic <laughs> powder and my horse nippers out. And by golly, it worked beautifully. So those are wow. the two products I use that are horse products that I use on my dog. <laughs> That's cool, though. That's what good. do you use, Patty? I mean, honestly, I don't use other than I will use my horse brushes on the dogs or the like. The I I am a big fan of the tail combs that you get. They're kind of long and they come in different colors. They have the teeth are the best I think for mm-hmm. not pulling out dog hair. So I'll, or tail hairs but just the shampoos like if i have shampoo or whatever um i don't i don't go out and purchase although i don't wash my dogs that much but if i do it's always for shampoo (laughs) so well you know the one thing that i find is really cool about shoshin and and cowboy magic is with these double coated dogs whether you're burrs or not eventually they they get they just get knotted Mm -hmm. um especially the this their skirt and their and their hind legs that yeah that nice fluffy area it can when they're running a lot and playing a lot it can get knotted and man i just spray this and it comes right out and then just the knots just come right out that's um just so you know that area that you're referring to the fluffy part around their leg their lower leg that's called aussie pants (laughs) yes well (laughs) corgis have them too there's corgi pants but they're called aussie pants uh, yeah, well, keeping them, you know, floofy, floofy, and floofy, floofy, and also <laughs> the hair on their legs because we don't trim those. Yeah, and they can get tangled. I mean, you know, my dogs are farm dogs, so they are running. They're in. They're in the woods. They're in the grass, and that that long hair can get tangled. But now that I have Shoshin and Cowboy cowboy Magic, magic. let them run. (laughs) Now, I am going to tell you, I have sometimes used my my products that I've had for my kids. My one, my middle daughter always had the the worst hair. And I would, I would get Johnson's No More Tears to, I'd have to comb it out. And I've used that on my dogs before, which is kind of 
Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's all these, you know, circle through use. And I did try to use that on the horses, but that didn't work nearly as well, but that did also work on, you know, on the dogs, kind of the same sort of thing where you'd have to, you know, detangle them. And I also use horse poultice on the dogs. Oh, I haven't done that. When they get a bruised paw or, you know, I use uh Biostar's Tremera when they get a, a cut and it swells and I'll just, I'll put, you know, antibacterial or ichthamol or furazone, manukahani, whatever is out at the barn. And then around the wound, I'll put the poultice to bring down the swelling. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) Thanks. I I just came up with another horse product I've used on my horse. What's that? On your horse or your dog? On my dog. I was like, oh wow, a horse product you horse use product. on your horse. Yeah, yeah that's riding kind of socks. It's not really for for the horse, but it's a product that horse people use. You know those nice tall. They're like a nylon, except they're heavy duty and they come in awesome colors and prints and stuff that we all wear. Socks, socks, yeah, like socks. Mm-hmm. I used them. Glory put a hole in her shin one time, and of course, being a dog, she had to lick it all the time, and it was very effective for covering up the wound. I bandaged the wound, and then I put. I cut the wow. toe out of the sock and I pulled the sock on and I put a piece of Elasticon at the top. Elasticon, for those outside of the veterinary world, Elasticon is that tan-colored, stretchy, super sticky tape that veterinarians yeah. use. And I put that around the top so that she couldn't peel it down. Then I put another little piece at the bottom so she couldn't pull it up. I and it worked really it well. So Elasticon for your dog is awesome. That's a great idea. <laughs> I was sure you were going to say duct tape. <laughs> No, yeah. it has to be stretchy. I understand, but in my mind. Yes, duct tape. It's, you know, no no respectable dog person or horse person mm. would be without duct now, tape. Now, let's flip this around really quick. Are there any dog products you use on your horses? Mm. No, because I don't buy any. I don't really have any dog products. That, I mean, I everything I, I – my it's sort of like when I buy stuff, for, I really have it in my mindset that I will use it on either I, you know, whatever I have in my yeah. heckle. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tigger? Whatever you have in your heckle. Uh-huh. No, there's really nothing that the, for the dog, I wouldn't use the, you know, dog brushes on the horses. See, I, I use a dog comb on my horse's mane. Really? Yeah. The real fine tooth combs you get for dogs for fine yep. grooming. That's what I use on his mane. Huh. After it's already been combed with a fat comb, like if I'm, if I'm pulling it. Yeah. Or if I'm braiding it, I use that real fine tooth comb. And there was one other thing I said, oh, that's a horse, that's a dog product that I use it on. Oh, Scooter has, Scooter is our hackney pony who lives on a dry lot because he's a fat hackney pony. And we have to try and keep him busy and entertained mentally because he's a hackney pony. <laughs> so he gets pelleted alfalfa several times a day. And we got a bunch of those small-sized jolly balls that are made for your dog. The one that it's about the size of a grapefruit, and we cut a little hole in the side that's just big enough to put pellets into. Mm. That's great. And he he rolls those suckers around and gets the pellets out. And they're great because we also have the big-sized jolly ball that they make for horses. Right. And all we have to do is chop the chop the handle off, and it made two holes in it just the right size for treats to fall in and out of the problem is is it's big enough that he can get his teeth on it and he grabs a hold of it and he viciously and violently shakes it so the treats fly across the entire field oh that's so funny which is hilarious to watch but it kind of wastes a lot of alfalfa 
pellets. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to go with something different. And it works great because he has a, a giant feed tub out there, which is probably about 24 inches long and about 18 inches wide and probably a foot deep. So it was this giant plastic tub that we put his chaff in and stuff. And it's great because we can put those jolly balls in there that have the pellets in them. And he just rolls them around inside there. So it takes him a half an hour to get eat a half a cup of pellets. Oh, that's that's awesome. But he, but he doesn't get any sand because we live in Florida. Right. So they stay oh, right. they stay clean. So if you've got a, a horse that you need entertainment, check out the whole jolly ball thing. They're great. Mm. And what's the one for the dogs? Well, they're, they're, doll, they're dog jolly balls. They're oh, oh, dogs. oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The, the big one they make for a horse is great for cubes because you can cut a hole big enough for the cubes to fall in and out. But if you've got a hackney pony with um, anger issues, he's just going to bite <laughs> it and throw him around. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so the Shoshin thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass that along. I have a couple of friends with long-haired dogs up north. Oh, I'm it's pass great. That along. It's just great. And mm-hmm. and for a spot, you can just put the cowboy magic, work it in, and then comb. Yeah. And that would, for that matter, if you've got horses with the same problem. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you've, if you've mm-hmm. got ideas on really cool dog products to use on your horse or really cool horse products to use on your dog, send a postcard to Biostar <laughs> US Attention Tigger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There we go. And to find Biostar's address, go to Biostar's website, right? Biostarus.com. The address is 1 Cleveland Street, Suite 800, Gordonsville, Virginia, 22942. Looking forward to your postcards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 